Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast, Season 2, Episode 38. I'm your host, Julian, with my co-host, Justin, here, as we are every week. Um, You know, here doing these football previews. NFL season's coming back. We got about, what, three more weeks, four more weeks now? About four more weeks. We saw some debuts for preseason last night, some some tonight. We'll see some tomorrow. We're not necessarily going to get into preseason because, especially week one, doesn't really tell us much. We don't want to waste your guys' time. We're not going to waste our time. Uh, We'll rather spend that playing Madden, doing things of that nature. Um, As far as this week, NFC North, Green Bay, Minnesota, Detroit, and Chicago, right? The best defensive team in the league. Um, You have a team in Minnesota who's one of the more disappointing teams in the league with the talent level they have a team like green bay who it's just looking like they kind of don't really got it anymore you know they have the 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 paper talent you know you you can look and say this team can make the playoffs but will they really eh, you know what i mean and then detroit is in a funny predicament um so i guess we'll just start right there in detroit um second year head coach matt patricia's coming back uh matt matt stafford you know you know his drills they get rid of a Theo Riddick. They lose a TJ Lang. Um, lose a Ziggy Ansa. Lose a Ziggy Ansa, yeah. Trade a Golden Tate Mind last you, year. Ziggy Ansa, where did he sign? Seattle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they lost Frank Clark and got him. So, with Detroit, my thing is, what are you guys trying to accomplish? Because... You know, I understand you guys have a new head coach. He comes from a winning culture, in a sense, like the Dolphins, right? right. But the Dolphins are in a way better predicament with young talent. They have uh, draft picks, money capital, and they're destined to go four or five, you know, win season. This Detroit team is not too far-fetched, but they can win a good six games, and they look like they're trying to win six, seven games, right? Mm-hmm. So this is where I'm kind of lost as far as what Detroit's doing. Um, you sign a Danny Amendola. You sign Trey Flowers. You go out and get uh, Jermaine Curse, who unfortunately we saw last night. His season's over. Within the first three plays, he broke his leg. Freak accident type of deal. Um, obviously, a great draft pick they had was uh, TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. He should be really good. Now, like I was saying, I, I don't really understand the direction of the team. Um, they look like they're ready. They're they're kind of content with just being this mid-level team. Um, you know, they were the bottom of the bunch, Cleveland Brown-esque, you know, for their many years, early 2000s, leading up until t- Megatron days, right? And, I mean, even still with Megatron, it wasn't too great. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm not saying that they're they're uh, you know a 12 win, 11 win team now, but they're definitely a eight, seven win team consistently in that aspect. Last year they went six and ten. Um, you know, I'll, I'll take them to go more in that six and ten range this year as well. I don't think they win more than six games. Uh, they do still have guys like Darius Slay, Quandre Diggs, um, even though they lost. A Ziggy Ansah, as you mentioned, but they did get a Trey Flowers, as I said. So there's there's solid pieces on both sides of the ball, and I just want to see what Matt Patricia's you know mindset going into this year is. You know, like are we going to use the fact that we have three teams in this division that could potentially make the playoffs or potentially even win this division? I won't count the Packers out just yet. I don't think they do win it, but I wouldn't say that they're clear shot not to win it, right? So. 
kind of like help me understand what's going on in Detroit as far as mindset, future goals, you know, where they're trying to take this. Yeah, they're kind of, I feel like in where the Dolphins have been prior to this last offseason in the sense of they don't really, obviously they're not really showing they want to tank, but they're, but they're not making the moves in the offseason to one, show that they want to win and improve. And two, they're not making the moves to show their identity. You don't know which direction they go or they want to go. You obviously have a Pro Bowl quarterback in Matthew Stafford, paid him all this money. Now, you would think they would start, that would be a good place to start considering the quarterback is the most important position of football. Yep. And without a quarterback, you can't win. So considering they have that in a sense, Matthew Stafford is by no means bottom of the barrel, but he's not top notch either. So he, but he definitely has the ability to win you some games. He he can make the throws. So you would think you would either one want to go in the direction of get him some protection, right? Or two, which I would think would be the more understanding choice, would be get him some weapons. You have you failed to bring in a not not even just a top flight running back, but a dependable running back, whether it be an all-down back or a back that can catch out the backfield. You haven't had an identity at running back. You're just kind of swapping out the pieces. I think they need to bring in more alignment. I don't think you can really go wrong with bringing in more alignment, especially in the interior is where I think they need it most. And who is his number one guy? I mean, Marvin Jones has shown that he can be, but just not consistently. And I think in order to help a development maybe of a Marvin Jones, you bring in another talent. We've seen it in a lot of situations. A lot of teams like to go with two wide receivers now. We've seen it last year, Antonio Brown, Juju. We've seen it uh, also having Julio Jones. What do the Falcons do? They went and go and grab a Calvin Ridley. So it's not the worst thing to do for your quarterback and your offense. So I thought they could have brought in another complimentary piece. And also losing an Eric Ebron last year. It just seems like they're losing a lot and not trying to replace it. They're just trying to basically, instead of, and this is in uh, offseason too, they're not really grabbing needs. They're just kind of trying to grab best what of best. What they can. Yeah, yeah, what they can. And, and that brings it to, you know, again, like, what are you guys really playing for? Obviously, we know, as I mentioned, Matt Patricia comes from the winning organization, but he has to have some sort of understanding that it all starts somewhere, and it's not going to start. Greatness is not going to start from this. It's not going to start from signing, you know, a Danny Amendola. It's not going to start from signing a Trey Flowers and, you know, all this little, these little moves that, 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 that are time wasters. That's what they are. They're time wasters. They're, they're time passers. They're... Uh, you know, just 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 little fillings that right. will fall right back out at the end of the year. I mean, Danny especially Amendola, Danny, like, what are, yeah, you especially know, Danny Amendola. We saw him in Miami last year. That didn't work out. Um, I think he's a product of the system. You know, he's a Brady guy. So it is. It just seemed he was this being his first offseason. I definitely felt like he could have done better. But like you said, he's just kind of going with what he knows. He goes, Gavin Danny Amendola, Patriot guy. Right. Trey Flowers, a Patriot guy. So it's like while he's trying to figure out, he's still out, trying to yeah, establish trying to, yeah, that yeah, culture still, too, right? So that that's where that's helping. But just in the aspect of time wasting, as I mentioned, you know, try to get a, a high draft pick. Like you guys really aren't gonna, you know what I mean? It's not gonna work. So I agree with you. I think uh, they do, they do another six and ten. I feel like yeah, I don't feel like they especially um, with the division. Yeah, I feel like another six and ten. Yeah, not at all. So. 
Let's talk about the Green Bay Packers. A lot of question marks going into the year. A lot of question marks. And, uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae I, Adams. Jimmy Graham, if, if, if you want to say. Mm. That's if, you know, but, I mean, he's not a Jimmy Graham of old. Aaron so. Jones. I mean. Jamal Adams. Well, not Jamal Adams. The other running back. Aaron Jones. Well, Aaron Jones and. Oh, Jamal Williams. There we go. <laughs> Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams. Oh, the safety. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, on paper, they, they're looking pretty, you know, competitive. However, they did lose a Mike Daniels. Uh, they, they traded him. Or, excuse me, they cut him. And, and he, Oh, he actually signed with the Lions. The Lions. I knew I was going to forget that. Funny enough. But the, but, it doesn't, but, yeah, it doesn't, but even in that sense, it it's kind of like, fit, man. yeah, like, even in that sense, it's kind of like, like we know, said, man. just grab what you can. You know? Uh, but with the Packers, yeah, lose they lose, lose Mike Daniels, they lose uh, Clay Matthews, Clay Matthews, they lose Randall Cobb on offense, and they lose Nick Perry. Uh, I know that they know they drafted two well cornerbacks last year: Jair Alexander, Josh Jackson. Um, they also went and drafted Rashawn Gary this year for some edge help for that Clay Thompson, uh, excuse me, <laughs> Clay Matthews, you know, gap. Um, it's going to take time. The defense is a work in progress, and they also have a new head coach, Matt LaFleur, who we have to see how him and Aaron Rodgers' bromance works. You know what I mean? Uh, we've seen in the past when it doesn't work well with Aaron Rodgers, things can be ugly, right? Aaron, um, at the end of the day, Aaron's on the field. He's considered one of the best quarterbacks in the league, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play. It's going to be the Peyton Manning treatment. He's going to, you know, it's kind of like just sit back, Look pretty and just let Aaron Rodgers yeah. handle the offense. You kind of have to because yeah. it is Aaron Rodgers, and I'm sure Matt Lafleur stepped into this role knowing knowing that who yeah. the quarterback is and and what he means for the team and for football in general. So, uh, as far as the Packers going into this season, you know, with a new coach, a new offensive system, I'm sure they'll have. Um, I look for Aaron Rodgers to have a bounce back year because I feel like this coach is only trying to help him. And Aaron Rodgers had a sad year last year. It was 6-9-1. and one. You know, they couldn't win their divisional games like that. Uh, they were stuck in tough places with that defense letting them down. So, I mean, even from the first game, I know Aaron Rodgers came back, had a phenomenal comeback, you know, phenomenal game. But even within the first, you know, first half, it there, there was more gaping holes than just Aaron Rodgers not being there. Right. It, it was clearly shown. I mean, we seen Khalil Mack go go from from boy to man, and not to say he was a boy at the time, but he went from man to Superman. Yeah. But um, and then Brett Hundley had to come in and spend some time in there as well. And if Kyle Fuller catches that interception, it's a totally different, probably totally different season. Let's be honest. Definitely a different story. I'm trying to tell you that bothers me still. Anyways. Um, yeah, I mean, this team, it's, it's funny because they can beat their divisional opponents. You know, they can beat a Chicago Bear at home. They can beat a Minnesota Vikings uh, maybe even two times in a year. You know, they had that overtime loss with them, or they actually tied that game yeah. with the Vikings. And uh, there was some controversy in there, I remember. But and they always hand, kind when of it's a North, when it's an NFC yeah. North division, you know, that that's when it, when it comes out. Because even the Lions uh, – play competitive versus their uh, divisional opponents. So I just don't see 
much greatness this year in the future for this team. I have them going eight and eight again, or excuse me, eight and eight this year, mm-hmm. um, which is a step up from last year, but it's not a big step. And we're going to see that the defense is just—he's not. They're not going to be on the field, um, you know, too 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 short of time. I think mm-hmm. they'll spend too much time on the field. Aaron Rodgers won't get as much time as he needs to work. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not really going to go in their favor. But I still do look for Devontae Adams to have a, a spectacular season because he's definitely a top 6-7 run it, uh, wide receiver in the league. And we've been through that. So Yeah, I'll give them 7-9 and nine for the simple fact of I think Aaron Rodgers is good enough to win you seven games. Right. But that defense is not going to be able to, to stop. I really consistently stop the, the other offense. Uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is really going to have to be the defense. Yeah. We know he can drive down the field in really one play, two plays. I think he's really going to have to milk it this year. And I feel like that might disrupt the flow of the offense, not be able to do really what you want to do, knowing that, hey, I can put up these amount of points, but can my defense stop the team from, the other team from scoring X amount of points? So, yeah, it's really going to be all on Aaron Rodgers and the offense this year. Um, but with that said, I'll, I'll give them a seven and nine. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, they haven't done anything for us to kind of argue a point as to why they should win more games or even compete to win the division. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned, I do think they'll make the divisional games competitive, yeah. but uh, no chance they win this division this year, in my opinion. And um, we'll talk about some team who 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 really might win this division. And I think if healthy all year um, and they don't get hit with that bug, mm-hmm. I don't see why they should lose this division. And I'm talking about the Minnesota Vikings. Um, they have a quarterback who we don't know how he's going to do in the playoffs, right? Uh, but he's shown he's a, he's, a, he's a fine regular season quarterback. They have their quarterback. They have a running back that they drafted in Dalvin Cook. And we know what he's made of. We haven't seen, you know, he tore his ACL. He was leading the league in rushing his rookie year. He was on his way to rookie of the year. Tore his ACL. Last year wasn't the same. You know, yeah. that, that that year off you kind of need. He should be back to full health now, and he should kind of take the NFL by storm, in my opinion, as one of the better running backs in the league, um, along with two deadly wide receivers, Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen, who we saw him today make a spectacular catch. It's, you know, week after week these guys can do this. Mind you, they did re-sign Kyle Rudolph, so security that was a big, yeah. you know, a big signing. You know, Kirk Cousins loves his tight ends. And uh, on defense, they stole Anthony Barr back from the Jets. He was going to leave. They stole him back. They still have a Everson Griffin. They still have a Xavier Rhodes, a Harrison Smith, uh, Hunter. Uh, yes, they got Hunter, and they got that other linebacker. Oh, man, who's the other linebacker? Tomar Kendricks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Eric Hendricks. And you got Harrison Smith back yeah, there yes. with, you know, you got Rhodes on, on one mm-hmm. side. Yeah, their defense is pretty stout. Their defense is pretty stacked. They have a solid roster. They just they just got around. they just got it all going around. too late last year. I think that's what it was. Because going from, you know, Keenum one year and then installing uh Kirk Cousin next year, they're similar but also different in a way. Right. Like you said, you gotta be accumulated with, with your Staff. People also tend to forget that Case Keenum had one of the better quarterback seasons of NFL history. Like the completion percentage, you know, the sack ratio. Mm-hmm. It was it was yeah, just QBR, yeah. you're not really seeing this again. Right. Um, so 
are we expecting that season? No. But from top to bottom, they have an even roster with solid players on defense, solid players on offense, Pro Bowl-type players on defense, Pro Bowl-type players on offense, a good head coach. You know, everything's there, a new stadium, a great fan base. It's it's up for them. It's up for them to stay healthy, one. You know, losing, I'm sure, losing Everson Griffin last year due to those mental health issues he was yeah. dealing with. It, it plays a role. You know what I mean? It throws you off. You're losing one of the best edge, edge rushers in the game off rip. And plus, like, they, really, they really didn't have a run game. Two, Dalvin Cook isn't playing. And uh, Kirk Cousins, you know, he wasn't as comfortable. It was his first year on a big deal. All of it guaranteed. They went 8-7-1 and one last year. I'll take them to go 9-7 and seven for sure. Might go 10-6. and six. And that's due to, um, you know, the schedule's not, not too easy over there. But, you know, they lost Sheldon Richardson. I still think he's a, he's a replaceable guy. Not to say that, you know, plug and play and it's going to work, but I don't think he's, you know, Pro Bowl Sheldon Richardson of three years ago with the Jets, you know, four years ago. So, Well, I think Sheldon Richardson actually in Cleveland. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, he's good. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. good. Do I no, think but yeah, it's the, do I think he's the same yeah, guy? Yeah, you know because what I mean? yeah, you're like, going from, like you said, you're going from... Or Griffin, well, Firewater Long, Linval Joseph, Sheldon Richardson, and a Hunter. I mean, you're getting, you just, I mean, you take Sheldon Richardson out, and you're getting Everson Griffin back, which, like I said, in this division, with the quarterbacks, edge is key, and you definitely have the, the secondary and the linebackers to stay home on a blitz and to maintain coverage. So, yeah, I, I'll give this team 10 and 6. I think. Having the one year under the belt in the system, getting not just Everson Griffin back, but his leadership and what he means to that defense and that team. Exactly. And, and then also, like you said, you you have everything there. You didn't. It's just hard to say yeah. that you know, like like we mentioned with Aaron Rodgers, can Kirk Cousins win them that game? You know what I mean? And that's what we'll get into with this next team, um, the Chicago Bears, because. If we start off with the record, I have them at 10-6 and six doing good, uh, but I'll give them 11-5 and five due to the fact that I think Khalil Mack can win them a game. You know what I mean? Maybe two. Wow. You know? And he's that type of player. We've seen it. You know, they do have the best defense and, like, just hands down best defense. You know, they got Bojack back there, Kenneth Fuller, Khalil Mack. They got... Uh, Hicks. You got Hicks. You got Trevathan. You got Trevathan. They drafted Roquan Smith. It's sideline to sideline. And, and it's they, yeah, they it's impact speed. the game it's with turnovers. Yeah, it's, with it's, turn- it's, I think they had like 39 turnovers last year or takeaways last year. They led the league. Um, so with a defense like and that. And scoring. And scoring off turnovers. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Scoring off turnovers. However, however, um, where we draw back to that 10-6, and six, uh, they do have a really tough schedule. They play a stretch of, I know they play the Chiefs, they play the Chargers, they play um, really good NFC team as well, I'm mistaken. But they have a good three or four game stretch that it's it's tough. They're not going to win them all on top of the fact that they're in a competitive division, right? Yeah. Um, Jordan Howard, I think, affects them in a negative way. Losing him, you have Tariq Cohen, who you're kind of going to just give him the... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, first of all, you have a Mitchell Trubisky who he has to take a step up. Is he going to take a step up again this year? Or is he going to play the same? Or is he going to take a step back? If he plays the same, it's affordable because of the defense that they have. 
taking a step back isn't. And then, you know, going forward is obviously just giving them the best chance to probably take the NFC this year. But having Tariq Cohen try to run between the tackles, we're going to have to see what they figure out. I think they drafted somebody named Davis. I, I don't even know the history on him. So they're going to have to figure out, you know, how they're going to run between the tackles down after down. They have a good court of, uh, excuse me, they have a good defense, great defense, and they're not going to want to throw the ball game, you know. Like, you guys got Trey Burton. You know, so that you can dunk it to him. You guys had, I thought they were going to use the Tariq Cohen how they did last year, you know, out of the slot, outside, running, catching passes. Screen. We're going to have to figure it out. We're going to really have to figure it out. Uh, It's just for me, like you said, it's just all about the offense for me. We know what that defense brings. We know it's the number one defense in the league, hands down. Not only can they stop you from scoring, they can score themselves, they take the ball away. Turn over the key, give the offense, you know, extra possessions. But even with that said, I'm just not sold on Mitchell Trubisky because he's shown to – I feel like he's gotten complacent and gotten too comfortable within the team. So the fact that he knows that he has the number one defense on the other side and he knows that, right. like I said, cannot only stop the team from scoring, but it can score themselves. Yeah. And I feel like he relied heavily on his backs – and losing one of them because they really had an efficient one-two punch. Jordan Howard, yeah. he, he can be an every-down back, but he didn't have to with a Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen, like you said, was lining up in the slot, catching out the backfield, screens, all that stuff. Yep. And then Jordan Howard was between the tackles. You know, you need three or four yards, I'm going to get you three or four yards. You even need seven yards. He was, I mean, almost a guaranteed first down. You know, always got them really good position on second down. And it just and once you once you have an efficient first down and you're looking at second and second and five second and four, your playbook really opens up and that yeah. makes it super easy yeah. on the quarterback. That's why he was you know dinking and dunking. He can throw a screen. They can run a trick play. They can mm-hmm. you know like they did get Allen Robinson uh, back. So they have they have it. But, but he just has to show that he's going to take that step up. He has to is. show that he's getting better. He's taking progression. It's it, what it what it's on paper. It's funny because if you look at it, you know, tough schedule. All right, we'll start here. Stellar defense, right? That's key. But then there's tough schedule, mm-hmm. and then there's losing Jordan Howard, and then there's is Mitch Trubisky gonna take that step up, or is he gonna just play at the same rate, or is he gonna decline? And that's the big. That's the biggest answer uh, question that we need to answer. To figure this out because the Bears could have went to the Super Bowl. I mean, and we've we've seen it with the Jacksonville defense. Their defense was stacked top to bottom, but they had a Blake Bortles on the other side. All they had was all they really had was a Leonard Fournette and nobody to throw to. And as great as that defense was, and that defense almost carried them to the Super Bowl. That offense and Blake Bortles stopped them from literally. Yeah, missed the throw to uh, T.J. Yeldon. I remember. So, and I'm not saying that Mitchell Trubisky is a Blake Bortles. I think he's a step up, but it's not like a large gap. So I think with that, I give them a nine. Um, I give them a nine and seven. Wow. Because I like I said, it really depends on the offense. Because as great as that defense is, if the offense can't sustain drives and the defense is on the field, like I said, you could look back in NFL history, the number one defense of every year. I'm pretty sure they have the least, if not top five, least amount of minutes played. 
your defense shouldn't be on the field that long. That's what makes them so explosive, so, you know, unstoppable, keeps them fresh. When the offense sustain long drives, they can go out there and just give it everything for three downs, and then they're good. If this offense cannot sustain drives and this defense is on the field more than the offense, they're going to get tied out. It's 16 16 games. And uh, can you say Trey Burton? I mean, and we're going to have to see Tariq Cohen because he's going to be the number one back. We know he can pass catch. He's like a Darren Sproles in that aspect. But can he be in every every down run between the tackles? And that's what we have to see. I'm not going to say he can't because he did show that he's capable of running the ball. But knowing that you have a Jordan Howard, that kind of battering ram on the sideline, knowing that you're not really going to be asked that much to do it. Yeah, man. So that kind of changes things. Yeah. So I just I, – I, with how we talked about these, these three teams more than the Lions, um, obviously we don't see the Lions in the playoff contention. Green Bay's a, a far shot. I don't see it. I don't see, I don't see Green Bay either. Um, but it's going to come down to Minnesota and their quarterback <laughs> and then Chicago and theirs. And health obviously will play its role. We're not going to – we can't really guess that, so yeah, we can't. But um, – it's tough, man. It's really going to come down to these divisional games, you know. I agree. Who wins what? Because the schedule is tough. You know, that out-of-division schedule for the Bears is really tough. You know what I'm saying? They, they have I mean, some good offense the they first, have to play against. The opening Sunday night game is Bears and Packers. It's Thursday night, I think. I think it's Thursday night. No, it's the, it's the Thursday night game to the first opening Thursday, like, primetime game. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So... Yeah, man. Let's real quickly. We I guess we kind of covered the NFC North, and then we'll, next week we'll get into you know whether it's the West or or so. We still got some time here. We heard some news today. Antonio Brown. <laughs> it's my guy, right? Antonio Brown. Yeah. One of my favorite players in the league. He's, in my opinion. He's the best wide receiver in the league. I've never seen Hopkins do what he's done. I've never seen Hopkins make the plays he makes consistently. I didn't see Hopkins punt returning. I didn't see Hopkins literally, literally double, triple, you know what I'm saying, coverage. I see Hopkins catching the ball when it's thrown to him. I see him making plays. I see him... Being one of the one of the most unguardable players, zero drops. Last I year. understand and I respect that, but drops is not making you the best wide receiver. Like, because we're not going to sit here and say AB had ten drops last year. Like that's not true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Did he have six? Did he have seven? Maybe. But one, that ball's coming to him probably more. But AB, the way he changes the game, you can line him up on the outside. You can line him up on the inside. You can uh, put him, like I said, at punt return. And the defense literally has to figure out where he's going to be on the field at all times because it can ruin the play for the rest of the team. And, uh, you know, if you take your eyes off him, that's that's one false move right there. That's kind of all she wrote on that play. Basically, coming back to what we were saying about today – he told the Raiders that if I can't play with the helmet that the league doesn't want me to play with, then I'm not playing football anymore. And uh, supposedly, Antonio Brown had a two-hour conference call with an arbitrator um, arguing his point as to why he should be allowed to wear his 10-year-old helmet uh, that he has been using his whole career. Now, 
after this, he posts something on Instagram with the comment from um, the paid in full quote where I love the game, I love the hustle. Um, if I leave the game, are the fans still going to love me? He did that. He has the, uh, with the video, that's the NFL 100, you know, players talking about how he's the best wide receiver, hardest to guard. Just tooting his own horn and kind of letting the NFL, I feel like this is Antonio Brown kind of trying to be that guy that the NFL is going to be like, no, 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 we need you, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Le'Veon, last year, we knew it was, I need my contract, not, I don't want to use that helmet, I'll leave. You know what I mean? This year, it's I don't want to use the new helmets you guys are telling everybody they have to use. I want you guys to make the exception for me or I'll leave. And to me, I don't feel like I'm not taking it that serious. I'm really not. Um, but to a certain extent, like as I was saying, I do feel like he's trying to leverage the NFL and make himself feel like this is how impactful I am. They will change the rule for me. You know what I mean? Like I feel like he wants to make that point. For me, it's just like, come on, man. Like, I mean, it's, this is your, after everything that's been going on almost for the past year, talks about how you're disruptive with your team. Then he had the whole uh, incident with Juju Smith's sister with a lot of the people, a lot of the players in the league, and I've seen them comment on Twitter and everything. After that, they said that they had no respect for him, didn't want to talk to him, didn't want to deal yeah. with him. I mean, he and then old things about between him and Ryan Clark obviously got brought up with Ryan yeah, Clark being he's on not first, a good human. yeah, being on first take more and ESPN more. So you just had a lot of stuff going against you. Right now, I'm not going to get into whether it's Antonio Brown's fault. Like I said, I'm not there. I don't know him personally. This is just what's going around the league and what's getting you know tweeted and this that, but. When you have a lot of that stuff going against you, especially going into a new situation, you got what you wanted, you got out, you seem to have a really good relationship, from what, at least from what we've seen on Hard Knocks since Pro Bowl from years ago. They've kept in contact. They've you know, remained good friends. You're, you know, you're with the team that you seem to be excited about. A lot of things are going for you. You're going to let something as simple as a helmet say, you don't want to play the game you don't, you don't want to play football unless you can play with his helmet now the, his reasoning was it obstructs his vision but my argument to that and I've seen the helmet and it's one of the old school helmets it's not you know the revolution speed it's not anything relatively it's super new. throwback it's super throwback um, it's the, the the shut it's a shut it looks like yeah, a shut yeah it's a shut uh, air advantage or some, something to that um, anyway so but my thing is so we've seen players like Tom Brady wear it we've seen players like Philip Rivers wear it we've seen players like Drew Brees wear it so apparently besides Antonio there was 32 other players those are only the three that I know off the top of my head that have for sure worn it besides Antonio Brown and last year we've seen all three of them wear the, wear the new revolution speeds where everything like that. Drew Brees had an MVP caliber year. Tom Brady won a Super Bowl. And Phillip Rivers had one of his best years of his career. Now, these are quarterbacks. So I would say that their vision is pretty important. They didn't seem to have instructive vision, especially not Drew Brees, who had 
and like I said, just an astounding, amazing year. So, and we see all these other quarter, we see all these other wide receivers. We see the Julio Jones, the Odell Beckham's, the Keenan Allen's. We yep. see all these players wear these different helmets. But because you're Antonio Brown, you feel the that's need what it comes back to, to impose your will, and that's exactly that's really what it is. It's because you're Antonio Brown, you feel like you can do this, or you want to do this. It's kind of just annoying, you know. Like, come on, let let's let's like we had all off season to deal with you and your drama, as fans. Like, imagine as organizations. I can imagine how frustrated John Gruden, as you mentioned earlier, would be. Or Mike Mayock. You know, they traded away what they traded away, and they believe what they believe in. And and not to say that they're wrong or this makes them wrong, because you couldn't or, see this Or coming. Derek Carr. I mean, it's ima- just ima- bullshit. It's just like, ima- imagine, yo, you, imagine, first of all, yeah. you're not even practicing. You're literally sitting out of practice because you're unhealthy right now and you need to get healthy. And now you're making yourself more of a distraction. The fact that you're not out here on the practice uh, floor making your team better, helping your wide receiver uh, you know, group, getting the DBs better by having to guard you. No, you're coming in here now separating yourself from the team because the NFL told the team to tell you that you can't wear the helmet that you want. The, the fact that you can't do what you want to do in the so league, now, so now you're separate. Yeah, exactly. You're separating stuff from your team, from your so organization. You quit? Like, if you really were to quit on your team for that, you don't care. And it's obvious. I mean, I'm not asking. I'm not. I'm not thinking about it. He doesn't care about football the way he did at one point. And um, you know, I, I do believe it's, a little bit has gotten yeah, to his head. It's I, I do believe he's he's worth the headache. Um, however, to an extent. However, for a team like the Raiders. I don't think they can afford that. I really don't. And they didn't need it this season either. I feel yeah. like everything was going pretty good as well. Like I thought, I, I believe the so draft too. went well. You know, John Gruden was taking a lot of heat last year. They why they give him a hundred million dollars? Um, and I, you know, it's still kind of up for question. But the fact that they made the move for Antonio Brown, the fact that they drafted, you know, three solid first round picks. There's some hope, you know, back in Oakland. And they They're going really, to Las Vegas they had next a really year. Really good free agency. As well, Vontez Burfick. They signed. Um, they uh, signed um, Marcus Joyner, Tyrell Williams. Tyrell Williams. Yeah, good class. So it's sad to see, man. Antonio Brown. I, if you ain't listening, but bro, worry about football. Like the helmet ain't it. The helmet is not it. So I guess that ends it right there. That's season two, episode thirty-eight. Next week we follow up. Might go out west. Might go out west, talk some Rams, talk some Kyler Murray. You know, the, the new face of the league, possibly. It's very possible. We might see this guy for the next 10 years dominating the NFL. Talk um, about the best defensive player possibly ever. Aaron Donald. Who Facts. was voted number one in the My Top 100, if you haven't seen it. Facts. And Russell Wilson, who was the highest paid quarterback ever for probably about two weeks. And the best quarterback in that division. Hands down, which I'm still salty that my Dolphins didn't pick up, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, so next week we'll follow up with that NFC West. Thank you guys for listening this week. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. You can follow us on Twitter at ATS June, ATS Pod, or excuse me, Leon Phelps on Twitter, ATS Pod for the podcast on Twitter, official ATS Pod on Instagram. On Instagram. ATS underscore J Boogie. ATS June. Look them up. Like, subscribe, follow, share. Appreciate it.
tell me what your crib worth I hear you talking war, but have you lived first? I'm just here to keep it real, not make you feel worse Maybe a lost cause, but let's still search Until the day I die holding my guns high Rather have a friend or enemy, which one am I? Fuck a bird box, I wanna see my brother fly No longer shackled in chains, young nigga crucified Walking down the block, holding my boombox Hop the Mr. Dirty nigga, clean tube socks They gon' keep us in the ghetto till we move out And we need some better books off in that schoolhouse Rose Royce weather, rich dirty nigga, it took so much effort I don't give a fuck about who sold more records Being self-made give me so much leverage, boss I'ma spin it out You Made back arts in it But you see how you live On your payroll, rich gang bangers, y'all ain't even know they make those. Double case loads, push buttons, I got say so. When it's war time, never lay low, y'all play roles. I can't name a fake nigga that was not exposed. Hey, y'all niggas so surprised at Takashi toes. Ain't a real street nigga unless you got a coat. Mine's one common nigga followed by a lot of O's. In the back of the back, rock a lot of gold. Rap music on the charts like it's rock and roll. Add something to the art, make a lot of dough Gotta play my part from the start, cause that's all I know Double M's, double R's, nigga, all I roll Course I going viral when them punches throw On Crenshaw, taking pictures like we rich and po' Another rich rap, nigga, word to Ricky Rose Yeah. Got money, got women, got cash, I'ma spend it on you Made back all tenant, but you see how you live Way to rest just like a Malcolm X Jealous of my point of view watching the sunset I just keep on moving so you won't catch a contact All my dirty niggas showing me where the love at Drop the top, candy painted, haters eliminated Take a photo for fanatics, I often demonstrate it Rich nigga, dirty game, I'm talking Nick Saban Bricks raining every day, whiter than Dick Cheney Dirty nigga, but my sneakers new She can go and get the two though in a week or two Dirty nigga with a couple things I could treat her to Or maybe send her to the jeweler just like Mika do Real niggas that was born and killed Dirty niggas touching 40 mil 40 cars on the sporty wheels Gold bars in my shorty wheels
Maybach music. Maybach.